I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs, your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs. Yeah, that's Amy Walsh. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. I pressed record too, just so everyone knows, so we can talk about navigating four poops before... 11 o'clock yesterday in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and like I said, I had the, our uh, Moroccan veggie pie, which is outstanding. I had, it's for a family of four, kind of. And I ate the whole thing by myself on Wednesday <laughs> for lunch. Um, and then we had the curry in the evening. So you can imagine that yesterday, I wasn't very pleasant to be around. It's not so on the box, it says this pie is for a family of four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, quite honestly, it's more like three, to be honest with you, you know. It's yeah. not that big, but still, I mean, what a fat bastard. You know, Craig, you've eaten, up, you've eaten up full family-sized pies by yourself. Oh, yeah. All the time. It's a meal for one. <laughs> do you spread it over meals, Craig? Or is like, how do you eat? Are you like a... Uh... Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like... I leave you it eat in... once a day. I leave it in the pie box, or, or not in the box, but in the tray, and I just go straight at it. Then I just... <laughs> Put a little cellophane over it, whatever's left in the fridge. <laughs> well, that that night, though, do you find that whenever I make dinner, I usually you know we have leftovers, put it in the fridge, knowing full well that I'll be revisiting that that fridge before I go to bed. <laughs> well, that's right. Is it worth even putting it in the fridge? It isn't. Yeah, uh, I have an addiction, a food addiction. Hello, Amy Walsh. Hello, James Sharman. How are you? Good. What's your main addiction? in life is it one My don't say working out yeah you got an addiction <laughs> hummus it's <laughs> <laughs> a good one onion bungee yes oh my god how good were those 
Oh, we were just talking about how good our that food was on Wednesday oh, night was... at Twisted Curry. Want to thank everybody at Twisted Curry for helping us. It out. was Recommend amazing. It. Brilliant food. Brilliant. When you say hummus, though, do you mean hummus or do you mean hummus Rodriguez? <laughs> you no, know, I mean hummus like chickpeas wazzed up with some tahini and lemon juice and garlic. It's mm. like a food group for me. Yeah, it's great with a pork chop. After that dinner, I decided no. to go home because it was I was away away from home way too long. How is your yep. cat or cats? Oh, they're fine. They're like, hey, you're wearing the same shit as you went out when. That's right. We recognize you. <laughs> Two days ago. <laughs> Not hard to recognize. Six foot six and the same clothes for two weeks. Yeah. There's oh, a candy apple. Apple. Whatever. So for the audience's benefit, so Craig uh, crashed at Wonga's after the Canada game and was still there when I went round to Wonga's and Amy for uh, the podcast and JC. and <laughs> So still wearing the same clothes. But it's funny, eh, Amy? JC, when, when you're hanging out with Wonga and Craig's there, Craig's basically like living there. And, and he walks around like he owns a place, you know. Hey, sure, I'm just like, want a coffee. Yeah, please. He goes to the kitchen, makes me a coffee, brings it back, and <laughs> it's like that they are a married couple. It's true. The audio. <laughs> Absolutely. Ladies hey, and gentlemen, Jimmy Brennan. Hey, Jimmy Brennan. Oh, lovely to see you. He just Why? gave us the word. Right, he's not wearing his salmon shirt. He's disappointed. It's okay, Jimmy. Oh, he's gone all black. Ooh, this must be a serious day today. What's going on, Jimmy? It's not a funeral. What's up, fuckers? Good to see everybody. Oh, my God. You're in a great mood. Of course, you hung over or what? (laughs) 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 Yeah. I I wish I hung over for years because he hasn't drunk for four years. So four years or five years? Uh, Yeah, between. Well, it's definitely three or four years I've been out of drink. Yeah. You should give it a try again. Just for the record, he didn't quit drinking because he had an issue. I know. Drinking because yeah, exactly. Had some brutal reaction to it for some reason. Yeah, maybe it's time in, intolerance. I drank for both of us on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, you sure did. I didn't need alcohol on Tuesday. I haven't had a pint with you in years. I know. I'm a born bastard. Are you gonna try again? Give it a whirl. <laughs> I've been I'll, trying to walk you through it. Try. Yeah, I hate to quit. It. I, have, I need a drinking tonight. partner. Jimmy lives in Newmarket. It's too far for you're in Pickering. JC, like we're all too spread out. Mm-hmm. Walsh is the only time you can drink with her is in Montreal, unless she it's comes a place here. Place to drink, yeah. Right? She made so, up for it here in Toronto. For a couple <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. By the way, who said "world"? That's the only because my husband's family's Scottish. It's the only word where I have like convincing Scottish accent. What all? What all? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and everything else is brutal. No, that's pretty Waddle. brutal, Amy. What? <laughs> I feel like that's strong. Say like it JP, world? JP. Say it again in Scottish. No, I'm not saying world. I'm saying rural. World? Like give it a world? Waddle. Oh, yeah, we will. Oh, that was good. Jimmy's got Yeah, you're horrible, Amy. Listen to Jimmy's. Listen to Jimmy's. Jimmy, do that again. Do what? You want me do to do that Scottish? Scottish that with the world, the world. Yeah, see, that's very good. You want yes. to hear my favorite, my favorite Scottish joke? Of course. Yeah. The two guys are walking by a bakery, and then like one guy points into the window, and he's like, "Is that a donut on my ring?" He's like, "No, no, right enough. That's a donut." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not bad. Jimmy, you do it again with a good accent. <laughs> that's rubbish. That. <laughs> I ran into Stevie Caldwell at a game, speaking of Scots, talking about the Scotland uh, 
win over Spain. Can you believe that? What a performance that was. <laughs> two nothing. Scott yeah. McTominay, four goals in the last two games in uh, Scotland. And I was speaking to um, Sarah, Sarah Peraria in room 442, and she's like just a massive Spain fan, like like beyond huge Spain fan. And uh, and she was like, oh, whatever, you know, we'll be fine. We're going to qualify. And I said, that's not the point. The point is Scotland beat you. Scotland, who have been stuck in the muck for so many years. I mean, I remember, as, as do you guys, probably when Scotland was never a force, but were, you know, a relevant, a relevant team in the national stage, right? International stage, some really great players. Mm. I haven't seen that for a while. And so I'm trying to convince her of that. So I saw Stevie Caldwell. And he was just saying, you know, we're, we're, we're close to having a very good team, but we haven't got that number nine. So we began discussing, when was the last time Scotland had a true goal-scoring threat? Ali McCoist. Ali McCoist. That's what we said. Yeah, Ali McCoist. It's been yeah. that long. What Some, a player Coist he was. What a character. Big dunk. Now, nah, big dunk. That's a good one. Yeah, good call. Absolutely. Mo Johnston, of course, a little bit earlier. Mojo, yeah. Going back to Kenny Dalglish. Yeah, I mean there aren't many, but man, there were world class players once upon a mm. time. Hopefully, they can rediscover that. Yeah, be nice. Nineteen seventy two team is decent. Johnny Work was on it. Fucking hell! Eighty two. Back on that team with great fondness. That nineteen seventy two team. Eighty two. Was it no. in nineteen fifty eight? They were brilliant. <laughs> yeah, no, not not seventy two. Eighty two. 82, uh, 80, 80, 82, right? Yeah. 78, they beat Holland. Archie Gemmel with the goal. That's right. That's I know right. that because of train spotting. Yeah. Spain was 82, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Espanol, Espanol, yeah. 82. I had an, uh, an England um, Admiral shirt from Spain, oh. 82, once upon a time, many, many years ago. Remember Admiral? 24 teams qualified then. Oh, I remember Admiral. They're big sponsors nice stuff. England. They were big in England. They were huge, yeah. Are they around still? Probably not, right? I don't think so. Probably they swallowed are. up by someone. They are around. Are they? Oh, they I are. Don't know. Still? Yeah. In, in fact, our friend from Soccer Express out in Vancouver, he's still on that. Brad Leach is a uh, he owns the rights to distribution of Admiral in Canada. Well, what's he doing with it? Just sitting on it. Obviously, nothing because we've never seen any of it. Brad. <laughs> I love Admiral. We all we just said that we loved Admiral back in the day. I would love to get some more Admiral gear. Well, get can you imagine Admiral. what a what a great retro line that would be? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like West Ham, everybody was fucking Admiral. England was Admiral for years. Let me find out. Let's let's find out who wore Admiral. Let's have a look here. Amy, who is your favorite brand as a player? Was there one? Score. Oh. Score. Don't Did say you nice. score. Yeah, I remember score. Lotto, probably. Like mm. those shorts that Forrest is wearing in that 1990 team picture reminded me of those. Or like the old Umbra ones, the shiny shorts. I like oh, those yeah. shorts. Ball huggers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you went near a flame, they were going up. <laughs> you had some good legs in that photo, Craig Forrest. I loved them. Yeah, I know. The most well, legs I've ever pretty. seen on you before. My legs are so short. Those shorts being so short, they made my legs look long. And like my size 30 inch chest shorts and then i found I, a limniatus in that photo do you have any good john limniatus stories oh limo fuck <laughs> yeah not nothing particular but i don't think i remember but yeah 
Oh, he's a beauty. How many red cards did he have when he was playing with you? Not too many. He'd have way more now. Back then, it was they didn't get sent off or stuff quite as easily. Yeah. Here you go. All right. So there's a, a website, 3retro.com. Sell retro admiral shirts and trackies. Okay. You've got uh, a 1993 Leeds United away shirt. Ooh. Uh, it's actually really nice. Um, Leicester City, 1984. In the Coop was a sponsor. Um, we got West Ham. Um, what else you got here? The England one, like I mentioned there, from 76. Mm. Jesus. Is that the one where they had the blue across the top? Yeah, this is actually a red one with like diagonal like chevrons, blue chevrons over mm. the white. Yes. It's really nice. Um, what else you got here? Really cool, actually. Another, another leads from, yeah, this is great. Actually, Admiral... They have got a website, so admiralsportswear.com. By the way, we're not sponsored by – I want to get anything for this, just so you know, listeners. This is not some, some kind of really cool, funky, integrated marketing sponsorship, although we are open to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it just happens to, you know, materialize, we're, we're okay with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are. We are. Can we not get Puma gear? <laughs> Who I feel like Puma? we should. Who gets Puma gear? <laughs> So um, 1903 was when Admiral started life as a hosiery manufacturer hosiery. established in Leicestershire wow. by Christopher Cook and Harold Hurst. There you go. I think Forrest knows those guys. They're good <laughs> characters, eh, Craig? Yeah, yeah. We lost one of them recently, but... <laughs> <laughs> has he Hurst, yeah? Good old has he Hurst. Yeah. Good old has. The has. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what, it's nice stuff. I, what I would happen if he literally just passed away like last week listening to this? Hey, listen, he, he created Admiral in 1903, so I'm assuming he died a little while ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I'm safe on that one. Yeah, you're in the clear. <laughs> but yeah. if the Hearst family is listening, we do apologize if we're making light of yeah. Hazzy. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure actually- his great grandkids are doing okay, I hope. Yep. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Again, we don't plan how these shows start, but they just start and we go down certain wormholes. And today is Admiral Sportswear. We love it. So, yeah, Brad and Sports X. Sports X, right? So, uh, Soccer X. Soccer X, sorry. Soccer X, yeah. But he, he sold time. it. So, I don't, and then he was working for them. So, I don't know what he's doing now. But I should, I'm going to have a little shout to him about Admiral. Let's see. See if we can get Jimmy an Admiral sh- shirt instead of that salmon thing he was wearing the other. Actually, I think Wonger's got it on today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wonger's on my shirt. It's more yes, pink. Jimmy, it's your shirt. I yeah, know. It's pink. Yeah. Well, is that like an image on it, or is it just some kind of? Oh, uh, it's an old. It's an old beer shirt that came in a box. It's very Canadian. Very Canadian. Tight. It is you got tight. paint on it, like his shoes. Well, remember we were talking with Claudio about his nipples showing through his. Uh, kit jersey is Canada jersey, Amy. Yeah, do you remember that? Did we have that conversation? I don't remember that. <laughs> no, well, that was Tuesday, it was in the midst of our uh frolicking amongst the voyagers. So, and I guess when your nipples are protruding through your kit, you are doing some sort of frolicking. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. The words are used <laughs> for your or your smuggling peanuts or smarties. That's why I don't like wearing wearing football shirts because of uh, the nipples. Oh, really? Got a couple yeah. like six studs popping out. 
<laughs> and the guts. Is that, a, is that a thought that you have, though? Do you wear like an undershirt? Or do you tape your nipples? <laughs> I, 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 I don't like you're going to do a triathlon. <laughs> yeah. Nipples over. Shaving. It rubs, right? Mm. Yeah. It does. You can get bleeding nipples, can't you? If you don't. Yeah. You wouldn't know about that. Leaving nipples? You don't know anything? No? I've had some chafed, chafed nipples before, but it was because I kept doing what you were doing, Sharps. Yeah. <laughs> Just kept rubbing them on well, my chest. That, yeah, that tracks. But longer, your, your t-shirt looks homemade, and it makes me think of the women's t-shirt before the, the She Believes, the Enough is Enough. And we never talked about this, but did you guys see anything that the men did that would sort of call back to that? No, and I was really surprised. I thought uh, we, we, we spoke about it last month. This has been an opportunity to show that solidarity and make yeah. a real statement, but they didn't. No. Nope. Really surprised by that. Now, maybe there's been great progress in the boardroom. Maybe that's why, before we start jumping on them. But it, it, it would have been an opportunity because it wasn't even discussed or mentioned, was it? No, I mean, they were very supportive, I do have to say, in their defense in the press when they were asked about it. You know, asked about uh, you know the the fight or the the everything like the ongoing negotiations and the issues with the federation. Um, all players were very supportive, but I was surprised that there was not even like the you know you saw the solidarity that the U.S. offered to Canada, but then you also saw England and friendlies. You saw Japan, the women's teams and friendlies wear the the purple kind of wristband, and um, I thought at the very least we might see something like that. And I was disappointed that we didn't. Do you think, be honest here, like, do, you, do you think the average male men's player cares? I do think they care. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, the average men's player, I think like you, you, you look at a guy we've spoken very highly about, Alistair Johnson. I think that he's tremendously kind of plugged into what the women's team is going through, not only because they've, you know, the respective unions are, are now fighting this together, and they're really cognizant of, of what the women are going through. Um, so I was shocked that a player like him wouldn't have stepped up and done something. And that's not a criticism on him, but I, I just was surprised that um, he wouldn't have alerted the others to, you know, maybe this is a chance for us to, uh, to bring this back into the discussion with the platform that we have with this friendly. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's but interesting. Like, yeah. I, 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 I think, guys, though, one thing I was clear is I think that for both sides, and I you get this feeling, and it was the same with us, you know, uh, as players too. Uh, I think it's fair I could speak for you guys that uh, it was important to us to leave, you know, a legacy piece, you know, like, and I think that's where these players are right now. They're just, they are in that position where they're, they're feeling that I don't want to waste my time here. Um, not wasting their time personally, but from a, a point of view where they can make an actual impact on the game moving forward and make this game bigger and better uh, than it is in this country. That's really, I think, their main goal. I, I get that feeling. Yep. It's and to hear money. Sorry, Craiger. And to hear Christine Sinclair, she's on Julie Foudy's podcast. She's on for probably about 20 minutes and she was as candid as I've ever heard her. And mm -hmm. she was asked by Julie Foudy, like in as impressive as your career has been, like, what is the one moment? And it's going to be difficult for you to pick just one. Um, what's the one moment that kind of stands out for you? And she's, she hesitated for a minute. And then she said, I think it's now. I think it's this fight that we're in currently. And it alludes to what you're saying, Craig, because we want to leave things better for the next generation. 
I think they should have a name change as well. The CSA. To what? Any suggestions? CFA? No, maybe Football Association of Canada. Footy Prime presents Canada Soccer Extravaganza. Yeah. What do you think? It'd be be just called FAC. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. I knew we were going to get there eventually. I thought he was making a really good point there. You know, let's reinvent it. Let's start from scratch. Let's rebrand. Let's, you know, from the beginning. And no, no, he wants to say the word FAC. But fuck it. <laughs> well played, Jim. Well played. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that, you know what? Joking aside, I mean, you talk about changing at the top and a brand new beginning and hope for the future. Maybe, maybe that's part of it eventually when things get sorted out. Um, I'm not sure how many of you watched the, the Heritage hearings yesterday. I know Amy did. We we're going back and forth throughout it, having a good old laugh. We should really publish those. those <laughs> no, comments. no, we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> they're gold they're gold yeah. comedic gold but uh, i mean okay I, I thought there were probably a few more better questions this time than the last one but generally speaking they're pretty poor yeah pretty poor i, I don't know what was accomplished right they, they bounced all over the place and the way they they structure these hearings i mean it's kind of hard not to jump all over the place but it's as if i mean i don't know about you amy but when they start talking about the turf in 2014 and 15 it's like yeah definitely an issue it was an issue seven years ago you've just been googling basically and what was controversy about i don't know how it's relevant to, to this argument at all as one example yeah i was i was disappointed in that because there seemed to be a lot of if you call it grandstanding the the way that there was when the players were were in person um but there's always going to be that but i just thought it was a missed opportunity and and bruce arthur actually had a had a great article about it and he said you know they had 90 minutes 30 minutes of that was wasted because of the delay at the beginning and they're texting be like am i on the right heritage committee hearing like is there a different link that i don't know about and then they spent another 10 minutes talking about hockey canada what the hell was that by the way i don't know and then, but then again, that, and then apparent, I think all of the on-camera stuff, then that sucked like another 15 minutes out of the actual question period. So then you're left with 90 minutes and uh, very little was accomplished. You know, I mean, I think you saw Bontis and Montagliani be evasive, but effective, yeah, you know, in, in innovating questions. And there was very little continuity in terms of the questioning. So if, you know, they ran out of time and it was something they really wanted to dig into or there was, um, you know, an opportunity to, to seize, it was just sort of let, they just sort of let it, let it lie there and they, they didn't capitalize on it. Um, and I think Bontis spends five minutes and I, and I felt for him, you know, the, with the, the, the death of this stalker and, and the, the, that situation that he was going through, you never want to see anybody go through that, but he spent, half of his testimony talking about it. And then mm-hmm. the other, you know, quarter apologizing to, to Christine for the what's Christine bitching about comments. Um, and then again, you're not really digging into anything. And then the Bob Berarda stuff, the fact that it would happen in 2008, it wasn't just inappropriate texting. He like, he's, he's been convicted of sexual assault. They were aware of that back then. And then he's allowed to coach for another 11 years. And then Victor blames it on, uh, the fact that back then, safe sport wasn't really instituted the way that it that it is now as a protection um, for the players. 
that if you pass like a police background check, then you're allowed to, to coach zero accountability and nobody really pounces on that and holds them to account because they hadn't researched it deeply enough yeah they, they they just glossed over a couple of news stories about the situation brought it to the attention of the committee mm-hmm. and then moved on right yeah so like what happens now is you were not going to see the same sweeping change i think that you saw after the hockey canada hearings no there, there's nothing that i saw the at least three hearings that will demand immediate action from the government i don't think you know, like you said, I, th- I thought Bontis and, and Montagliani spoke pretty well, generally speaking, and mm-hmm. they often contradicted the questionnaires. And But whenever that happened, the questioner would just cut them off and, and move on because they didn't want to, And it was so frustrating. Mm-hmm. No matter whose side you're on here and who you think speaking correctly or incorrectly, when you're being contradicted, let them finish. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, blah, 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 blah. No, not listening, not listening, not listening. It was so frustrating. Yeah. If, you were, I, if you were on the panel, is there certain questions that you would have asked? Well, yeah, I would have dug in more to the Berarda stuff and the accountability there. there. And I would have also wanted to know why Victor had access to board meetings after he was supposedly no longer involved. Although he did soccer. ask that, right? He said it's commonplace for Confederation presidents to sit in the first 10, 15 minutes to get there, you know, update them on, on it and, and then jump out. That's what he said, which I thought was a, I mean, a relevant and, and an important response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, and then I just remembered uh, what a, what a better answer is to Jimmy's question. <laughs> um, so when they're talking about sequencing, I really had an issue with that. Sequencing. Right? Sequencing was like, we should get a JC uh, opener one, just right? using the word sequencing. Cause I know he's got it already. Mm-hmm. Sequencing. <laughs> that was, oh, that was creepy. Sorry. <laughs> it really was. Gross. How this? Sequencing. No, okay. not not for your shirts. <laughs> that first one gave me a chill. <laughs> no sequins on these shirts. Sequencing did, for did it, all your binary it. numbers. <laughs> uh, sorry, I need I need to understand what what is sequencing. Sequencing. So he was asked about. I think the question was a pointed question about when the CPL was started, why there was no um, concurrent women's league also starting, and so he talked about the investment not only in the 2015 Women's World Cup but the investment that uh, the Federation had in the allocation of players and a payment for player salary in the NWSL, which has since ended. So he talked about, so that's the, that's the first event and then the women's world cup. And then the, the natural sequence would then be, I guess you're going to bolster the men's side of things. So then it's the CPL. So he's talking about how there's, you know, various initiatives that they were contributing to the growth of the women's game via this, this, allocation and the payment and the support of these national team players in the NWSL. But then as a your member of the panel or the one of those politicians, dig into the numbers and how much that investment actually is. Because yeah. the the payment of player salaries pales in comparison to the investment in in starting a domestic league for men and then nothing for for the women. And then you know the League One investment by the CSB as, as has been great. Um, but there's been nothing on the professional level. But again, the the answer, the response to the question also included the fact that to get the World Cup and the World Cup bid, you had to have a professional men's league in the country. And that's, mm-hmm. again, part of the sequencing, which makes complete sense. But again, they mentioned that and then they were cut off because it wasn't the answer that the questioner wanted, mm-hmm. I, I found. I think a lot of that charms too is bullshit. Like I, that league thing and and all that. Even even going back to '94 when they 
MLS was supposed to have the league up and running. Remember, it didn't get going until 97. Mm-hmm. Right. There was supposed that's, to be that's going. True. Yeah, there wasn't one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a right. good point. And in some ways, I feel that with 2026 being here and with the success of the women, that starting the CPL and the women's league concurrently, right after the 26, after the buildup and the buzz would have been a perfect time or a better time to start both of these leagues after 26. Both, both Victor and Nick Bonson has mentioned a number of times Project 8. Um, mm-hmm. As if they were like, you know, a big part of it, right? Which yeah. I found a bit amusing. Right. But um, it, it seems to me, do you think Canada is almost relieved that Project 8 has taken the initiative here, taking it off their plate? Yeah, okay, you guys, you, you, you formula, you go right ahead. We'll sanction it because it made it very clear Canada Soccer's job is not about creating and, and investing in leagues. It's about sanctioning leagues. They made that very clear, which is a good point. Yeah. Um, but the fact that now they don't really have to worry about too much about the, the infrastructure of this league because Project 8 is dealing with it. Yeah, but there has to be the initiative and the ambition from the Federation to see the value, the inherent value in starting and to build to build something. Oh, I know, I, I, know. I, I agree with you, Absolutely. but do you think they are relieved, though, that they don't have to? Well, they, 100%. They, do, they, they do in a way. No, they, they still have to look after the infrastructure and everything because there's criteria that has to be met in order for them to have a league. And there's a standard that the Canadian Soccer Association has in place. So they still do have a lot of work behind the scenes and helping a league. They just hired a uh, yeah, name now. Um, what is it? It's a long, it's kind of a drawn out title. It's like VP of Women's Professional Infrastructure. Development? No, the in, no, no, Infrastructure and Legal Council. Oh. Yeah. What was it? Uh, basically Stadium. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Maybe I'm getting this mixed up with something else. It was last week. Keep talking. I'll, I'll look it up. Amy, talk about something. Yeah. <laughs> no, but to go back to, to uh, Canada soccer, I did not enjoy um, both Victor and Nick talking about Project 8 like they had some sort of stake in it or ownership about it. Like you have nothing to do with that. The same as Earl the week before or whenever it was talking about how he, you know, chats regularly with Project 8. No, you fucking don't. Like you, 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 maybe Bria does. Bria, I know, has, has regular contact with, with Project 8. And, um, but how much power does Bria really have in, in Canada soccer, you yeah. know? Um, but didn't, didn't Canada soccer try to get involved in it or offered help? They did not. That's what, didn't Bonta say that to us? Oh, so it must be true. <laughs> yeah. maybe that's why he got hoofed so here here it is quickly no. uh, it, it was cpl sorry my mistake it wasn't canada soccer cpl just uh, hired uh executive vp of infrastructure and chief legal officer that's what it was so okay forgive me i'm wrong i think now canada canada soccer with ha- how advanced things are moving um w- with the plans and the sponsorship uh and ownership on the project date side their hand has been forced, but they have shown genuine support for it, which is great. That's what you need, right? Because it, it will need to be sanctioned and you will need that or them moving in lockstep coming forward. But if it was up to them, had, you know, Diana as an ex-player not not started this on her own and then presented it in the advanced stages, like they would be, they would not be close to to yeah. having a women's league or any plans or anything on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Kind of like footy prime. Started Similar. on our own, 
I'm serious. Like the only reason people are listening to us now and, you know, we've heard that, hey, you know, some of the people from CSA listen to us and, you know, may may or not like our commentary. But I guess the biggest thing is you have to do it on your own. You have to be independent and you have to be truthful and honest and and work off the like, let's not say CSA is killing it when we know they're not. Everyone's got a hard job. But I, I guess the biggest thing about these hearings for me was missed opportunity again. Yeah. Yep. And I'll tell you just in our group, we were all over it the first hearing when the women went and spoke. Players. We were ex- yep, the p- women players. And then the second. Just say players. It's players. But it was w- the women. Uh, the women's <laughs> national team. Well, it's, well, it's, I mean, you have the to women's just, national team. It's in context. Okay, sure. On, but you man. have to take Quinn into account. Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Apologies. Oh, women's national yeah, team, yeah, ex-national right. team. Um, Got but it, in context, it, it we thought there might be a smoking gun when the next hearing and then Sharms and you were the only ones who listened. I didn't have time for it yesterday. I was working on other, other things, but I prioritized one and two. And because of the complete tomfoolery of these government Tom questions, foolery. yes, they were ridiculous. Like you said, the setup is wrong. There's no action, actionable kind of move forward things out of any of this. Sharms said it. There's nothing that has made any changes and everyone gets to keep disappearing into the, you know, that specter of uh, kind of, Hey, you don't know what's going on. The smoke and mirrors and nothing happens. I, you and- know, so I think, I think part of it though, is that there's just less there than people hope for. I don't know if that's true. There's incompetence and issues that they they really focused so much on gender equity, right? These questioners. But that wasn't an issue, really, because the CSA came and said, no, we we believe in gender equity now. Now, in the past, sure, debate that all you want. Fair enough. But right now, the deal they're signing has... 50 50 gender equity right but they kept going back to it and the candidates are going well it's easy way to answer those questions oh i see we agree we agree yes yeah but their their definition if you asked nick bontis and and earl and all those people to define gender equity i'm not sure if they could because Mm -hmm. if equal pay isn't gender equity it's more to it than just that yeah i know it it is infrastructure it's resources i get that well i mean so little was made of this budget cuts I don't know, not one person in the last three of these meetings asked the question, so how did the men afford this staff and these facilities and these matches, but the women can't afford it? Where's the money? No, that wasn't asked once. No, and it was all focused on on flights and who has business yeah. class and who's traveling economy. It was just, a, again, know. like focusing and narrowing in on these details that, that aren't really taking into account the, the broader issues. And then they didn't even mention that the women had or the women's team had a camp that was that was due to a private donor. And so if they had, you know, better travel accommodations or a situation, it was thanks to that private donor. Like, why not bring that up? I don't know. Well, they're, they're accused of, you know, the, the suits flying business class and the players being forced to fly economy. And then Kandasaka responded by saying, no, the women did fly mm-hmm. um, business class. And then... There was no follow-up. Like, okay, well, I didn't know that was the case. Explain mm-hmm. it to me, but they weren't allowed to. And yep. there's no follow-up there. Like, if it's wrong, if it's a lie, call them on it. 
But again, just that, let's move on to the next question. And this whole thing about Nick Montes or, or Victor Montaliani, did you benefit personally from the CSB deal? Like, no, they didn't. I'd like to see the tattered suit, though, that Nick Bontis apparently wore for 10 years. I want to see that. I, I, I yeah. want to see that as Exhibit A. I got this vision in my head. This, this old tramp, this poor homeless guy on Queen Street, you know, and it's like, that's the suit. No, you know what it is. It's a red puma outfit <laughs> yeah. that, that Craig, Craig gave up 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I think, I, I, I said this last night, I really think, that Candace Hooker actually comes out of these three hearings looking a little better than, than, than entering. Don't you? Yeah, and again, so it goes back maybe to this, what this not the, the meat isn't actually what we thought it is, or was it just mismanaged No, by the no, government? it's there. It is? Okay. Yeah, whether it's vegan mock meat or it's a pork chop, the meat's there. <laughs> they just didn't dig into it properly. I can't believe it's not controversy. Whether it's a veggie biryani that Craig turned into a meat right. biryani. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ruining it for dubs. Ruining it for dubs. Like, oh, I'm just going to reach across five dishes for this shrimp dish <laughs> and then drizzle it across the vegetable biryani. I was like, just because Forrest, that used to be vegan. It's no longer. You it have just it. a little bit, though, Amy. Just a tiny bit. Shrimp. I was like, a couple shrimp dropped in your veggie. <laughs> <And> shrimp <laughs> on animals. Come on. They're like the lowest form of life, aren't they? They're like less than bacteria. <laughs> oh no then it goes back to what we're talking about with like squid and and octopi how smart they are and i was like forest Ooh. shrimp aren't too far off you just gave me a great well, idea i for don't know i've never had a chat with a shrimp <laughs> maybe you should <laughs> no you talk to sharks all the time oh hey there was that one oh, time no. at the glory hall craig um oh my <laughs> So, but uh, going back to something just before we move off of this, um, Sharms, I think you were talking about, or maybe uh, Craig, you brought it up, the fact that you know, CPL comes about so that Canada can get that bid for 2026 so they have a domestic pro league, right? So all of these issues with the federations, I think you have to deal with as a national team player with your federation first, like take care of your own backyard. And so if your federation is then, from the women's perspective, offering equal pay, you start to chip away at that disparity that exists at the FIFA level, right? So like the Women's World Cup prize money for New Zealand and Australia is going up to, I think, 150 mil, but like 110 million is going to be the pot that the the players are able to split. And then that 40 mil will go to like accommodations and and, uh, insurance and looking after the players. It still pales in comparison to what the men had in in Qatar. But if, if FIFA as a governing body said, in order for you to be awarded a world cup, you have to have a domestic league also for women. Wouldn't that go a long way to not fixing, you know, systemic issues at the federation level? Cause we've seen, it's not just a Canada problem. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a problem worldwide. So but, I think FIFA could, could evoke or uh, affect change from their position. I think you're right, Amy, but the only trouble with that is at the moment, there isn't enough countries will step up and say, I will take the World Cup. They've, there's too, they see it as too much of a risk. And I mean that be even with Canada in 2015. There was Zimbabwe and Canada, I believe, were the last two. And then Zimbabwe pulled out late, right? So there's basically nobody. FIFA were kind of stuck. Canada pulled them out of the shit a little bit. I think there was $162 million you have to sort of guarantee uh, investment. And that's a lot for countries to go, oh, you know, I don't want to be a politician. Politicians don't want to be caught in that mess, right? They took a gamble. Um, 
Yeah. So in the end, Canada did really well. They, the ticket sales were amazing. There's still record-breaking attendances in that World Cup. It was just different class. In the end, I believe they made three or four million bucks. And I think Canada even had about 26 pitches, legacy pitches made. So there was, it was it was really good for us. And I hope it will be for New Zealand and Australia. And I feel it will be. But they, I know that a lot of articles I was reading from New Zealand and Australia, there was a concern that they would be able to recoup the money that this would cost. So what I'm saying is if you mandate a league, I think that's going to make it harder because countries yeah. aren't lining up down the road for the Women's World Cup, unfortunately. So I think that would be a little bit difficult. And then the other thing about the, the, the paying too is that the problem is for the men's national team anyway, is that with development and not having money for youth programs, when you're trying to have in a world that we live in now, it wasn't so much me and Jimmy or even you, Amy, that there was choices of players that could play for youth and then jump, move around. You know, it wasn't tying them. So what happens is with the U.S., for instance, we got a player right now that could play for us or the U.S. He's 22 years of age. He's played all through the youth systems of the U.S., going through this professionalism that's on a different level all the best Nike gear, all this sort of stuff. And you, you, this brotherhood that you, you, you gain from all these youth experiences. And then all of a sudden you're going, we would like you to come and play for Canada. Well, somebody like Flores, for instance, uh, Marcella Flores, Arsenal used to, went to Ipswich. Uh, he's playing, I think, in uh, Spain at the moment, uh, still under Arsenal, Arsenal's uh, umbrella. They wanted him to play for Canada at a youth level, well, where are the games? Where's the, where's the opportunity? There's the, right. he's, We have nothing to offer these players, and they don't build that. So when the time comes when they're going to pick a choose who they're going to play for, who is he going to choose? He's, he's waiting for the American call-up because he knows all the players. He's grown up with all the players. So if we don't have that where we can bring players in, play for this U-17s, you know, under-20s, all these different levels, and build that, that camaraderie and that uh, brotherhood between, you know, the players – we're going to miss out. We're going to miss out in a big way. Um, and that's a big problem for us as well with lack of funds. Lack of funds, right? Yeah. Or it begins and ends with that always, unfortunately. Does Australia um, have a women's league, Amy? They do. Like a professional women's league. How, how long has it been around for? The A-League, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's a good question. I wonder how, how successful new, it is. new, maybe in the last five years. Yeah. Okay. I mean, listen, Australia, the Australia, Australia are a anyone, different so. country. As much as we, there's some comparisons. They're a different country. They are? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some comparisons, you know, between Canada and Australia, I think. Um, oh, but yeah. when it comes to sports, there's not. They invest a lot of money. Government yeah, Australia was just, yes. uh, it revolutionized yep. it. They're good. They support all sports. All sports. Rugby, cricket, yeah. football, swimming, tennis, golf. Fucking hell, like. Yeah, their their country is very very similar to Canada, you know, as far as how how old they are, the, mm. the history of the country, um, the the population of the country. So it's many Commonwealth, hmm? mm-hmm. Commonwealth. So it's very, very yeah. similar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're being fucked over by the Brits too. Yeah, the indigenous people have been fucked over too. Yeah, but like you said, so many similarities, but you can't compare the sporting side of no, things you because can't. you go over there, man. They, like there's sports fields absolutely everywhere. Everyone's everyone you see people out on the street running playing sports they're so active now obviously yeah. the climate is a big part of that but uh yeah if, it, you, if you're a fit yeah. and healthy young person go to australia jesus christ yeah the climate is important obviously but when you look at countries like norway is a good example they won the olympic the, the winter olympics are top of the table norway 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, look okay. at New Zealand and rugby. Yeah, cross country skiing, they win fifteen thousand medals, but whatever. But they they still are really into sport. They're financially in a good a good spot, but they push young people into sports to participate and mm-hmm. and get involved and you know winning and all these different things. It's just getting involved in sport because it's healthy. It's it makes for great people it makes for people that are have social skills everything about sports is great um well just about all but <laughs> no but it creates leaders and they delay that specialization yeah until high school you know so mm-hmm. my son now at 13 is in like a sports study program i think that's too young why are you why are you forced to change or to to commit rather to to a sport at the age of 12 you you shouldn't be no you know yeah, if, no, if a kid wants I mean, and that's what those Scandinavian countries and Finland is another are, are doing. I mean, they're always lauded for for what they do on the education side of things. Um, but I think the same thing could be said for sport and the way that they encourage um, a love of sport and the development of, you know, your gross motor skills, physical literacy. And the fact of what you just talked about, Craig, that it, when you're involved in sport, not only does it give you a lifelong love of physical activity, but it creates future leaders. The data is like there is is there on all of that. And the rally report, yeah. you read that in, in Canada. And especially mm-hmm. for young women, sport is essential. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the fight, I mean, look at fire departments all across Canada. A lot of them uh, will look for people that have a background in team sports. Yeah. Um, there's a former Canadian uh, women's player playing for, or is a fire, fire, uh, Katie, in the fire Katie service. Yeah, yeah, in Vancouver, right? Yep. Yeah. Katie's fucking strong, man. No shit. What yep. is her sport, sorry? Wait, Katie Thorlickson? She was soccer. She played, oh, yeah, soccer. she played soccer. Were you Katie involved who, in coverage of women and women's soccer? No, I, 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 I heard Katie. Were I didn't you? hear the last name. Katie who? Thorlickson. Thorlickson. She's currently, yeah, so she's currently a firefighter. Yeah, she is, Vancouver. Jeez, Ames. Yes. Yeah, rough on me there. I just, in fact, I think, name oh, like, Christ. I think she was I, I, in the... Uh, <laughs> Jimmy says she was a weightlifter. <laughs> There's a famous... <laughs> she could be. <laughs> There's a famous, sort of famous, uh, certainly in the West Coast, of a Vancouver calendar. And it used to be just men. And women loved it. It was kind of, you know, it was like, I guess... It's appalling. <laughs> what? <laughs> the poorly women just seeing us as objects. Me. <laughs> Exactly. It's bullshit. You anyway. guys should do. You should do the men of footy prime. Oh, <laughs> we need. We need to hire five more of us, though. More seven more. Yeah. Uh, They're all more firefighters. Like, yeah. Can I be yeah, April? I'm not in. I immediately excluded myself. Did you see? Just the men of footy prime. Yeah, it'd be called how, not in our prime. How would you want to see us all uh, posing, Amy? Can you can you tell us how would you want Wonga? What's Wonga wearing, if anything, and what is he doing in the calendar? And He's looking over his shoulder. Wonga <laughs> is going to be in his kitchen, nude, bare ass, doing a stir fry at his stove. Oh, that's racist! racist. What a racist, Amy! <laughs> wow! Coming out. Wow! That the other day, <laughs> it's like the last image I had of you. Charms, are you going to be at like those four four two desks that you guys are at currently, bare chested? Mm-hmm. Legs microphone. crossed. He's got a microphone. Lips just like in. freaking rocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and JC. Craig, what's Craig and Jimmy and JC? You can't stop with just two of us. <laughs> no, that's right. Forrest is going to be just goalkeeping gloves. <laughs> nice. 
and one stretched. ball. And one yeah, ball. and one ball. That's it. Or no, or the classic, you know, the goalkeeping when they're like, they've got the ball and they're just covering their their bits with the ball, and then the goalkeeping gloves, but otherwise nude. Irony. And then like from from below maybe, so that we extend those legs a little bit to match the four foot torso. Okay, you, you've gone long enough on Craig. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've thought about it. Settle maybe. down. Jimmy. Didn't the Australian women's team do a picture? They did, yeah. Or yeah the rugby team, did. I think it was. The rugby team did a new calendar. Yeah. I had a copy, actually. They sent it to us. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. Wait, I know, I know what Jimmy's is. So Jimmy's will be, because he just took a swig of his green smoothie. So he's maybe, do- no, he's not doing that. That's like beside you. And then you're nude, but they've got Brennan kind of spray painted on your back and you're pointing to Brennan. <laughs> and you're calling it back just squeezing ass. my ass cheeks <laughs> yeah. there we go and what about gc baby j he's in a crib new other themes i don't know if that's good that's like that's like the the like the fetish calendar that's like a separate fetish, one. yeah it's like in the okay i need to ask this one question uh amy goes on tsn radio uh, just before she comes on our, our podcast. And I'm always wondering, Amy, you know how you talked about a Amy on the field, Amy off the field, the TSN Amy versus the footy prime Amy. What's that Jekyll and Hyde thing Great going question. on in your head? It's not Jekyll and Hyde. It's the same Amy, but much more professional Amy on TSN radio than here. <laughs> it's like press box. I mean, you guys know. Press box. Sharp. Yeah. No, I, I like, like the footy prime Amy way better. I don't like him either. <laughs> and he was a bit of a dick, press box charm. You know, you, is boring. You, you you really think I gave you the side eye? I just did not give you the side eye at all. And you like got box. something in your eye, and you gave me the finger. And you're like, Get the <laughs> fuck out. <laughs> and he goes rolling into the press box. You know, hey, oh, fuckers, come on. You know, I yeah. love you all. And everybody thought I was drunk. Fucking hell. <laughs> nope. So sober. Yeah, that was just all right. Uh, listen, we're, we're rolling, through the show today. rolling through the show today. Let's uh, let's queue up some uh, some daily videos. DJ Melody, it's for T Pigs, it's for T Pigs, it's for T Pigs. On for T Pigs. <laughs> you love that robot move. It's so Ross Geller. It's so Ross Geller, baby. Ross so Geller was friends. one of the uh, questioners, by the way, at the uh, Heritage Committee. That's <laughs> yes, right. No, Sharms thinks that House Father looks like Ross, uh, or no, he looks like Russ. Remember that episode where uh, where Rachel's oh, Russ. dating Russ? Yes, <laughs> he looks like Russ. And then, then, then Russ falls in love with Julie, his ex. Does he? Yeah, the Asian, oh, the Asian yeah. girl, remember? That Ross comes back from China with, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Man, anyone under the age of like 40 listening has no idea what we're talking about. Okay, everybody listen, watch Friends and then listen to Footy Prime again. Yeah, <laughs> it'll make <laughs> so much sense. Yeah. Maybe that can be on the what to watch. Catch yes. up on nine seasons of Friends. True. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Footy Picks. All right, let's start with MLS, shall we? Big game in Canada, Amy. Yeah. Montreal, Vancouver. I know Craig Forrest is going to have a lot to say about the Vancouver Whitecaps. But yeah, yeah, that's a big one for for CF Montreal. So they've been absolutely destroyed by by injuries. So, you know, they they win at the death against 
um, the union at the big O massive, like the team just needed it. Right. Like they just hadn't showed any glimmer of, of, of life really like a really, um, you know, they came out of the gates and just sort of stumbled. So they really, really needed. And then they needed this break though, at the same time. Cause so you, you gain that momentum, you want to play right away, but then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, we're on a break for, for again, maybe on friends, Ross and Rachel were on a break, but no, they're on the international break. And then you want to play right away. You can't really capitalize on that momentum, but so many injuries that it gives them time to come back. So we saw Miller and Piet out of that international squad for Canada. So, and they, so they don't come, but they're able to recover. So they're probably back into the lineup. But then Lassie Lapalainen, who's a key, key cog for CF Montreal, did not make the trip to, uh, to Vancouver. But CF Montreal doesn't often go out to BC Place. I think since they joined MLS in 2012, they've only played at BC Place seven times. But uh, Aaron Herrera, who will be back as he missed that game against the Union, um, played for a long time for Real Salt Lake in that Western Conference. So he's pretty familiar with BC plays. But it does have, you know, um, BC plays. I don't know, Craig, you can talk about it. Like, it makes me think of the Big O. It's just kind of a strange place to play, and they will be on the turf again. But I think mm, CF Montreal will be cold. looking for another win. Stadium. Yeah. I don't like it. It's tough. I mean, it's, I think they made it as good as they possibly could in Vancouver. I think those sales and the way they look, they can make that a little bit more intimate with that the, the system there. But I mean, BC Place, I think they spent like three hundred and fifty million on upgrades years ago on it, and I'm like, I don't know where that money went because it looks as though they spent fucking ten bucks. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, they should have stayed at that Empire. Oh, that Empire was a great setup, wasn't it? That temporary stadium that was. Yeah, really I don't cool. know that. Where's that, that, was, that stadium? Well, Empire Stadium, when the Whitecaps were given an MLS team, they, they didn't have a facility, so they moved into, uh, well, they had a temporary, basically a scaffolding set up at Old Empire where the Whitecaps used to play back in the NASL days. And okay. it was so small. It was small, intimate, tight, but it was all scaffolding, but it was absolutely amazing. It was really, really good. It was, it was yeah, if they could have uh, put that, uh, something like that, on that location would have been perfect for them for sure. Is it still but, around? Any idea? No. No, it's gone. Was it was it, it was turf? Well, Empire is still around. There's just no stadium there anymore. Right. There's no was, it, was it turf or grass? It's grass. Mm. It was turf. It was, yeah. grass. was it grass? I can't remember actually. I think, I think it was grass. Was it? I think I so. Remember. I could be wrong. You yeah. think they could have, uh, you know, deconstructed one of those Qatari World Cup stadiums, which we kept being told, you know, it's brilliant and it's, it's so, you yeah, know. There's a bunch of politics involved in that too. To Vancouver. They need to get somebody in there, you know, to use that facility, BC Place, right? They don't want that sitting there empty too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's a big game for them. Big game for Montreal, for sure. Both of them, right? Vancouver hasn't won, although yep. they picked up three draws in a row. And I think that mm-hmm. Minnesota result last week scoring, yes. what, in the 95th minute? You know, with with them missing a few players, you know they're missing a couple of key players. Kubis is back from Paraguay, and then uh, Brown's back from the Jamaican team. So they they should have a little bit of confidence going into that. But it's a massive one for both teams to pick up three points. Be very. See, it, uh, it, it took three games, but Craig has now switched on to his white caps. Incredible! Incredible! Great breakdown there. You wait till they it. win a game. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's not going to happen tomorrow. CF Montreal, oh. another win. Well North, well, North Star bets. Um, Vancouver's at plus 115. Montreal at plus 215. TFC's playing Charlotte. That could be oh, my Oh, the field. big guys. The big guys are playing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, big guys, playing? the big guys in the country. Boo. 
And that fancy, I fancy them to win as well. They got Charlotte at home. And they're favorites they, plus 102. They, they, went to, they went to San Jose. Got a good good point there. Difficult place to go and play without Oso. They didn't have Akinola. They didn't have Larea. Now they'll have them mm-hmm. back at home. I think they'll be buzzing. I think they'll they'll pummel Charlotte tomorrow. Think those guys will feature? Do you think those I guys think will so. start out coming off international duty? Yeah. I think so. I think they'll stick them back in. So game, they've got to win. They win this one. They, they'll push them right up the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they, they haven't done a lot of traveling from their international game, at least the Toronto boys. Right? Well, that's, the thing, right? that's, that's what I mean, right? So that's why I fancy them to, to start because they're they're at home, right? After the game, straight mm-hmm. to their house. I think the, the, the German game against when they went to Florida, then Curacao, and they're there for a day and a half, and it's a turnaround, and then six hours back to Toronto. I think that that that's the time they're probably you know trying to get over it. But spending time in Toronto, I think that yeah, it makes a difference for those guys playing for TFC. Yeah, and yeah. CF Montreal, like Ramel Kyoto, plays sixty-eight minutes for Honduras against mm. Canada, and there Not were a couple well. of. No, but there were a, a couple of like one v one duels against Alistair Johnson, so that was that was fun to see his ex teammate with CF Montreal. But with the travel, um, Honduras, and then like just the minutes in his legs, I don't see him starting against uh, against Vancouver. So that is maybe something that falls in Vancouver's favor. Tell you coming what, off, if I was, off the if, race against the if I was playing after standing in the end zone the other night on Tuesday, I still haven't recovered. <laughs> <laughs> Gaffer, I need another week. You were there for half a game, weren't you? Was it three quarters? No, we were there for the full game. Well, yeah. I was in and out. I had to go back. I think we well, we did some stuff beforehand. Amy did her little thing in the press box, which was awesome. And then we I, I did this beforehand. Yeah. Then we did, uh, did the elevator and then missed the second goal. We went, holy shit, it's two nothing. Fucking two nil already. What the fuck? So Craig, then, was, uh, it, was it harder standing in the Voyages for a full game than standing in the actual box as a goalkeeper? Does the internet come out again? Who was that? What box am I in? No, well, was it harder to stand within the Voyages? He wishes he was in a box right now. Oh, my God. He's still thinking about that, his nude in the calendar. He's thinking about mine, your description of me in the kitchen. Wonger's ass is looking pretty fine in there. Wonger's fried up. Little tiger tush. (laughs) I put a little sunblock on there one time. Yeah, you did. Uh, Listen, let's get moving here. Uh, In the Premier League, the big one is Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Eastern. City against Liverpool and City. Um, Basically, at this point, it is getting close to must-win territory if City have any hope of catching Arsenal. They've got a game in hand, but it's eight points. Um, But you just don't know what Liverpool is going to show up, right? We've seen them a couple of times in recent weeks. The old Liverpool looking fantastic. And at plus 420... On the road, it might be worth a sprinkle, but the reality is that's a gambling term. Is it? Yeah, I don't like it. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the urination connotation? <laughs> I don't know. All kinds of connotations. A golden sprinkle. No, There's no good value. No, oh, come on. <laughs> a golden sprinkle. Again, that's the fetish calendar. We'll do that one after the main release of the regular calendar. <laughs> that is some serious ass fetish. It's in America standard. It's called shower wonger. Uh, <laughs> not in the ga- not not when we're gambling. Jimmy, yeah. is is it worth putting a sprinkle on Liverpool in this one? Do you think? I mean, hey, 
I don't think I would put a sprinkle on it. Oh my God, stop. (laughs) What would you put on it? I don't know. Dump some money on it? No. No, not that match. (laughs) It's a tough call, man. That's a tough one. Baby J? Can't see what you're saying there, Jay. Baby J's lock of the week is Liverpool to win, uh, Salah to score at any time, and at least two goals in the match, and that pays uh, uh, 12 to one so i put down a fiver for footy prime um i'm so you all heard it here first we just lost five dollars i don't gamble at all and that seems like a really attractive bet yeah thank you i thought i'd sprinkle my dust on we should stop in editing change sprinkle to dabble can we get rid of sprinkle dabble's no better Oh, dabbles! Everybody dabble. likes a little dabble charms. <laughs> oh, I don't mind a little dabble away all their profits. Covering, crack a bottle of wine, nice little hors d'oeuvres, and a little dabble, 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 love. <laughs> That's Jimmy watching Below Deck. Oh yeah, jeez, I didn't hear the below. I didn't. I'm know surprised what you said. North Star Bats is still around because I um, took so much money off them on Tuesday. Yeah, seriously, two what two fifty? Yeah. Yeah, boy. Nice. Any other uh, games you want to jump on? Jimmy, Craig, anyone? I'm going to take my Forest to beat Wolves. That's a big one for us. Mm-hmm. That's well, they're playing plus 150. Sorry, plus 210 for Forest. Yeah. Wolves are at plus 150. And that one, that's Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern. That's a big game for Forest, actually, right? They're, they're yep. still not, still not, there isn't quite enough space between them and the drop zone just yet, is there? No. Well, there's another big game too with Forest Hammers. They've got Southampton. When is that coming up? <laughs> Forest that's Sunday. Yeah, I was like, how can Forest be playing two teams? <laughs> no, was, I don't think that's what Amy was going for, Craig. No, it's no. a sprinkle of Forest Hammer. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I blame you guys for that. You should. We've brought you down to new levels, haven't we? I know. Yeah. This is not professional, Amy. Just brought you right into the gutter with us. post Amy's first appearance on the show and just, just yeah. laugh about how serious she is. Now she's just like disgusted no, in was herself. I even, was I serious my first appearance? A little bit at first. Yeah. And we're all a little bit kind of like tentative like we're not quite sure i mean i didn't know you at all right you mm-hmm. know, brought lots of notes you called me am you called me amy yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did yeah amy dabs no I, I you know we weren't quite sure how far we could push the envelope you know i think yeah. there was a little bit of banter there was banter because that's oh, why yeah. we invited you back mm-hmm. but uh you know mm-hmm. never quite quite know how the the new guests will react to our stupidity but you obviously dealt with it very well um, Craig, you got a game you're jumping out there for a sprinkle? Yeah, Vancouver, I'm going to stick with my Van- the Vancouver Whitecaps over Montreal. That's what I'm that. sticking with. Oh, look at this. Yeah. Look at the, he's right in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. We gave him a shot. Is there something if you guys are looking at the bet? Is that you know the things that you always like to go for? Charms where there is not the game itself that you're yeah. betting on, but you're betting on something within that? Yeah. Yeah. So, can I take something in Montreal's at? favor in that game against? Craig okay. Forrest. Let me take a look here. Just to make sure. Who goal, first goal okay. scorer, maybe? Mm-hmm. All right. Let me, uh, northstarbets.ca here, of course. Uh, where is Montreal? So, Amy, you could almost pick anything. So, if it's like someone you want to score, mm-hmm. if it's uh, the, the score is going to be a certain score, you go, uh, you go over or under, that kind of stuff. So, whatever you are thinking. 
You are a goal in both halves. Uh, yeah. Montreal to score in both halves. If they okay. score in both halves, it's plus 330, for example. That okay. Value there. Actually, a stat going into this game is that Montreal's unbeaten in league games while scoring multiple goals. So can I do something there? Unbeaten in league. So you're saying that they'll win with multiple goals? Yes. So they'll, they'll score more than one goal is what you're saying. So yeah. you take it over. Yeah, you can do what, that. What sure. Amy was saying is that when they do score, so if they don't, you lose your money. At least we yeah. have a win, though, Forrest. Okay, so um, so, so Vancouver, Montreal <laughs> to win, Amy, and over one and a half goals, which is two goals, mm-hmm. right? If you parlay that, it's plus 300, which is good money. Okay, good value. I trust you. Ever me value. and you, Amy, have a dollar on it. Yep, I like it. Okay. You can get... Uh, I you will get, like... Okay, I do, like you think, do you mention before you thought Kyoto won't play, right? So, Or coming off the bench, maybe. So who's okay. going to score for Montreal? I think uh, one, Herrera, because he had so many point-blank opportunities in that opening game. He checks back in. I think Herrera will score. Or I like Metzger Schwanier to score, because he was involved in all three goals um, against the Union, either decisive pass or that header to the back post when a four scored that tying goal. Mm-hmm. So should I need to pick one? I'll say Schwenier. Schwenier? Okay, I'm trying to Schwenier. find that those numbers here. Okay, so Schwenier to score will pay you... Where are we here? Schwenier. I'm still thinking about a sprinkle from Forrest's hammer. <laughs> no value in that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe, maybe. with one ball. It's no value yeah, in but that. Maybe if we get him drinking again, maybe there will be. That would be, be a dusty bet. <laughs> <laughs> whatever i think when craig uses that i always think of those little puff balls that you'd find in the yeah. field you know yeah. that's what i think of yes. him now i yeah. don't know what those were called but that's yeah. what craig's uh sex life looks like right I now can blow smoke rings <laughs> <laughs> so amy schwanetta score is plus 750 so you put a fiver on that you win 42 50 Woo. Okay. Right, well, okay, I'm gonna bet that for you, Amy. Yeah, Five bucks. Five bucks. One year. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Right now. Okay. Isn't it fun gambling? No, I hate gambling. As long Why? as you're responsible, because only with you. Yes. Yeah. For a dollar, five bucks, whatever you know. Yeah, exactly. What I mean? yeah. Do I do like one dollar, two dollars over the big picture? You, if you're smart enough, you can gain some money, right? Take off the gesturing right now. Yeah. You're like this early on. It's like little nipple rub, and now you're. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm With the overbite, you did the overbite at the same time. It's my favorite friend. Amy, are you letting your kids it. listen to this show? Do yeah, you play this in the car? I told you JP barely listens. Like my kids are not. <laughs> I made that mistake once actually before coming on the first time. I was I wanted to hear the Julia Grosso episodes, but you guys had a preamble, I think. Or like you were just chatting prior to her being on, and I was like, "Oh Christ!" Like change, change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin, if you've done some me as well, um, all these games are Premier League games. You can catch on Fubo TV. Make sure you subscribe. Get on there. Also, a lot of Canada games on there. You name it. You're a football fan. Subscribe to Fubo. We should really jump now. It's been a long podcast. Um, we didn't get to the Women's Champions League, but we'll, we'll preview the semifinals next week sometime, okay? Mm-hmm. But um, Jesse Fleming, ice in her veins again. Oof, no kidding. Awesome. Eight pens. Amazing. 
Yeah. Yep. And the first time Arsenal that and Chelsea Barca. Sorry, Sean. First time that two English teams are through to the semifinals. First time, really. Wow. Yep. See English teams dominating women's soccer now as well. But and well, but the first time in eight years that Lyon will not feature. And they were the uh, the the poster yeah. child of women's soccer for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad thing, though. It's not a bad thing. It's showing that the you know the rest are taking it seriously. England, the the WSL, you know, take it yep. very seriously, and then they got a bit of financial clout, and yeah, those two. It doesn't surprise me. Arsenal and Chelsea make their way there. And what number did Fleming take the penalty? What was that? What number taker was she? That is a good question. I'm not sure. Not I just sure. I didn't I didn't I caught the a little bit of the like the middle part of the game and then I went back and I watched the extended highlights. Right. So uh, I, I'm yeah. not sure, but can be relied upon always. And maybe the key yeah. is going back there to like the two English teams making it Lyon being out. Maybe the missing piece that you need is Kadisha Buchanan. You need to have her in your back line in order to have any success in the in the Champions League. Actually, this yeah. is interesting for you, Amy. Yeah. I got some numbers here for overall viewership. Uh, last year in the WSL in England. So last year combined, um, 37.6 million viewers tuned in to the WSL, up 5 million from the year before, mm-hmm. which is a new record. Um, out of those 37.6 million viewers, 8 million never watched the Premier League. Yep. So they are like women's soccer only, don't care about other sports. And, and you compare that also to uh, last year's women's Euros, 1.8 million people watched the Women's Euros, but not the Men's World Cup in, in the UK. It's a big number, right? It's a massive number. And it, it speaks to the, the value in, it, of, of investment um, in, in women's sport and that you're actually talking to a new segment of the population that maybe hasn't been accounted for in, in traditional sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would so also fine, tell you, right? Amy, then you should start enjoying gambling. Gambling and on the internet has pushed sports so much to the forefront and because people love to gamble. So start gambling, yeah. Amy Walsh. If you really care about women's sport, start <laughs> you gamble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know give about up, that. Give up the Heritage Committee meetings and start gambling. Yeah. <laughs> but to that point, it's not a gamble anymore to invest in women's sports. Like that's where the growth is. Like that's, that's where you need bet. to be. <laughs> Good value you know, you, in that. You go to like English bookies, Jimmy Craig, you know, Gene JC, you guys know this. English bookies, right? There's the old broken down men in there every day putting the money on the, filling yeah. out their slips for the horses or the pools, whatever, right? There's really women in there. We need more degenerate, broken down women. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when we start seeing that, when we start seeing that, we've made progress. That's what I'm turning into. I was hung over quite badly on that Wednesday pod. <laughs> I was the token degenerate hungover woman on your, on your pod. Oh, stop it. Yeah. See, we created here. That's great. You know, that's <laughs> bringing some class to the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. The ass in class. Have a great yeah. weekend. <laughs> Sprinkle wherever you like. Oh, We're back on Sunday. Hope you enjoyed that. Keep buying newspapers and cheers for this. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Good podcast. Have a great day, everybody. That was great. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 